Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, the channel designed to help you let your message stand out, even though it might not always be super interesting. Today we have Stephanie Liu on the show, and she's going to help us get over our video awkwardness. So <laughs> Stephanie is an energetic online marketing strategist, live video trainer, and self-proclaimed 90s beat scholar. There's a reason I knew I liked her. She has been implementing the psychology of human behavior into advertising industry for more than a decade. Stephanie is the host of Lights, Camera, Live, a Facebook live show that shines a spotlight on the best and brightest marketers in the industry. She's also a creative mastermind behind the Captive of Academy, the only online interactive course that teaches you how to turn your ideas, skills, and experiences into a captivating live stream. And fun fact. She is fluent in pig Latin and has a dance-off contest with her husband. My That's husband, right. My husband can't even, like, spin in a circle. So, like, I'm really? super – My husband is super awkward. I, mar- I married a nerd. Like, throw some math at him, and he's, like, good while hunting it, but dancing, not his jam. <laughs> oh, I think I, I probably looked at them. My husband went to UCSD as a math major, and so – just like you, I would throw numbers at him and he would be like, beetle, beetle, beep. And I'm like, wow, okay, thank you. <laughs> right? But you know what? My husband is is like not creative and can't talk in public. And so I've got things and he's got things that I'm just like, how do you do these things? Anyway, we're here to talk, help small businesses. We could probably bo- uh, boast on our husbands all day. <laughs> so, all right. So, you know, as as a marketer and a rather outgoing personality. It's not hard for me to be in front of the camera. And I am all about doing things like the selfie life, you know, and, <laughs> and, and recording. And I talk to myself like, hey, what's going on, world, even though I'm not actually talking to myself. And so I'm pretty convinced that people probably think I'm crazy here in Korea because they're like, what's the random American girl doing with her phone on herself? And she's talking to herself. We'll just walk on the other side of the road. But anyway, I know that probably a lot of other business owners and people out there are just like super uncomfortable with it too. So what do you think are some things people can do to like just get over it? Because just telling people to get over it doesn't always work. (laughs) No, it doesn't. And and I love that you asked this question first. Um, Generally, when it comes to, to just even taking a selfie, I feel like that's more of a generational thing. Right. Like I have a bunch of clients that are baby boomers and they just never really grew up with with smartphones, of course, or the Internet or just they're not used to displaying themselves a majority of the time. So when you try to tell them, like, in order for you to be visible in your business, you have to take a selfie or you have to do video. They're not interested in that. However, if you ask someone that was probably is a millennial right now, they're all about it. They don't, they're not going to be scared of it. And if I ask my, my nieces or my nephews, if they want to go ahead and take a selfie, they're all about it too. Right. So your question in terms of how do you get someone who's really scared of just being on camera? It's honestly practice. 
<laughs> just practice. It's one of those things where, I mean, you honestly know that when you take a selfie, you're always practicing to see like which one's the best angle, right? Like for me, it's like, it's up into the side, my head, my head tilted just a little bit. Um, and that's, that, that, that generally is what works for me. Now, other things in terms of if you're going to do live video, girl, Desiree, there are so many free Facebook live groups where you could actually go in there and go live and just practice and just practice seeing yourself on camera. You could do that in a group where you could get support and feedback from other people. Or what I always tell my students is create your own private Facebook group, create your own private Facebook group. That way you could actually go ahead and see all your little nuances. Like for me, I shift a lot in my chair, but that's just, I just get used to it. I was, you know, watching, so I, was, I was watching another video of myself and I watched myself go and I'm like, hey, you know, or like my eyes will wander like I'm thinking and stuff. So like, it's really funny the things that you do on camera. My media training was, she'd probably be turning over in her grave or whatever. Oh my goodness. I love the fact that you did media training. You should actually do like a course or, or something about that. Maybe. Down let's get, let's, let's, let's figure out this podcast thing first in this video channel first before I. Take on more, but I'm not against it. So <laughs> yeah. with the Facebook group, so I obviously we'd want a Facebook group that's intentional. Like what would be a good intentional Facebook group for, again, a boring business? It's easy for things like social media or Facebook Live or even if you go so far as like, you know, network marketing Facebook groups and, or, and support groups, like those things are a bit easier. What would like a plumber or a lawyer or your every Joe, everyday Joe – Facebook group, what would he do in his own Facebook group? Sure. Well, actually, I love the idea that you first brought up plumbers because there, everyone knows that sometimes when you have to pay for a plumber, it costs you an arm and a leg. But if there are some tips and tricks on how you could better maintain your home, especially in the bathroom, right, then that would be some really helpful stuff. I think someone actually saying like, these are the right questions that you should ask about a plumber. This is how you do the price checks. These are some things that you could probably fix on your own. Like those are three ideas that a plumber can automatically go ahead and run away with right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Another example would be like, let's say you're a lawyer or let's say you're an immigration lawyer. That is a big hot topic right now, given the fact with our political realm here, realm here in the U.S., right? So immigration is a big deal. And so one of my good clients, his name is Jacob Sapochnik, and he is the enchanting lawyer. He has his own podcast, okay? But he also does Facebook Live where every time President Trump puts something out there about immigration, he addresses it automatically onto his show. So he always has something new to talk about, but he's making himself stay top of mind and tip of tongue by knowing what's going on in his industry. So what would like this, this lawyer, this immigration lawyer, like what would, why would people want to be a part of his Facebook group? So just to answer their questions about their files, right? So if they're currently in the process of getting citizenship, what would be some limitations that would help them right now? Like walking down the street, do I need to take my papers with me? What do I have to do? And so he tells them about what their legal rights are. Okay who to contact um, if they're traveling, things like that. He's pretty knowledgeable. I personally, I've only watched a couple of episodes just because I was so intrigued by his topic, but I don't watch it as often because I'm already a citizen, if that makes sense. No, it does. So then what you said, so it would be things like, you know, um, a lawyer would put his clients in there, a, a contractor would do people who like are interested in, have come to him interested in home repairs and ideas or He's worked with them in the past or he's done something for them and maybe he just wants them to keep up with what they're doing in case 
he does something or shows something that they might want in their home too. Exactly. To and you know, it's, yeah. And then let's say you're a lawyer for trademark and copyright. You, you might, you might want to have like your own Facebook group or you could take advantage of all the other Facebook groups that are out there for entrepreneurs. Right. And then say, Hey, you know, Desiree, I really love your Facebook group right now. And I'd love to offer them value. Would it be cool if I went onto your Facebook group and you and I both did an interview and then you gave additional value to their members, right? So you just leverage that audience without having to split your time from your day-to-day work, but you're still using social media to get your brand out there. Yeah, definitely. So, so I'm slowly going to get over being awkward with my camera. I'm going to start testing it out in Facebook groups, maybe my own profile and figure it out. So I've got like 10 ideas of like what I, I can talk about and then I'm like yeah. I'm stumped. So what what's next? Like when I'm being in front of the camera and I'm trying to get over being awkward, I feel like there's more to it than that. You know, it's not just about being awkward. It's being consistent and relevant and um, interesting and, and having a lot of variety for the things that you say. So what I guess what's yeah. next? What's next? Well, The first thing is that generally when you go live, Desiree, the first thing that you always want to have is the desired outcome. So what's that one thing that you want your viewers to accomplish while watching your Facebook live, right? So some people will try to tell you like, oh, well, I want them to join my Facebook page. I want them to follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, do this, do that. And it's like, yo, like when people are watching Facebook live videos, they don't have all that time. Sometimes they might have like some rugrats running around or they're in the the grocery line just passing, perusing, right? So when you have your desired outcome, that's going to make it really easy for you. And I think that's really going to help people in terms of when they go live is to get over that awkwardness because they're going to just focus on that one thing. And it's going to be helpful because as soon as you go live, and you know this because you've gone live before, (laughs) is that when you go live, you're going to see people tuning in. They're going to give you those likes. They're going to give you those hearts. They're going to leave comments. And you're just like, oh, crap. Like, what was I supposed to be talking about again? You're like, oh, well, I have this post-it note. And this post-it note says, I'm going to talk about X, Y, and Z. So that, I think that's one way you could definitely get over the awkwardness in front of the camera. Yeah. I remember when I was reading Amy Schmittauer's book, Blog Like a Box, she says you should minimize yes. your call to actions to like one. Try and yes. limit like one call to action on your video. Um, I mean, you can ask for likes and subscribe. It's kind of like one thing. Let's but give it, yeah. Yeah, but it's sort of like you don't want to ask them to go like me on social and subscribe here. And hey, if you're looking for your 10 tips as to why Facebook Live is the business, go down to my link and, and opt in. And while you're there, do 8 million other things. Like that's, yeah, it's, it's too not going to happen. It's too much yeah. in, in for this little, you know, these little three to 10 minute videos. So I think, you know, while you're talking, definitely ask for those hearts and likes and con- ask people, ask your questions. And then maybe at the end, you would wrap up with like a direct call to action. Like, hey, I'm going to be back on this day or time. Or if you do mm-hmm. need this resource, it's in the link below or whatever. I yeah. think that that might. You said, right. You said good things. Stephanie. You said good things. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, too, is that, you know, that chatbots are blowing up, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so everyone now is just kind of most most, not all, um, are now leveraging chatbots. And they're just saying, if you can't watch this episode right now, but you want the PDF notes or you want the show notes, just leave the comment, subscribe, and then you'll get everything that you want in the chatbot. And people are using it in their Facebook ads, right? Facebook video ads are doing it in their Facebook live. They're doing it in regular posts. 
it's it's simplifying the process so much. Darn Facebook. Just once you think you learned enough, they throw more at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, chat chatbots are great and it's a beast in an episode of its own. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So Very true. So what is it what do you suggest to people? I know that you have like a ten by ten program that kind of helps people map out what to do. What's that? Yeah. It's basically, it's a 10 by 10 formula. And what it really boils down to is in your, in your business, right? Whether it's lawyers, being a dentist, being a pediatrician, any of that good stuff, even a CPA, you have the top 10 most frequently asked questions about your product or your service. Like even Desiree, before you and I even had this call, I was asking you a bunch of questions, right? Like, what is it that you do? Yeah. Yeah. All of that, write that down as your top 10 frequently asked questions. That's already for you is going to be 10 episodes that you could do right off the bat. Then on the right-hand side, you want to put your should ask questions. So what are top 10 should ask questions? So things that you were asking me when I was asking you like, okay, so what is it that you do with your all-in-one social media stuff? They're like, well, you should be asking about voice and you should be asking about tone and you should be asking about the quality of people that I'm hiring. So that in itself, those 10 questions becomes another 10 episodes that you could do in a Lo and behold, you have 20 episodes right then and there. And basically, they're building on top of each other, promoting your brand and your service. Yeah, so imagine you, what you could do. Yeah, and if you're only doing one a week, that's almost half a year. So, right? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a daily thing either, which I think a lot of people misconceive. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> so so um, there's always a lot of buzz about like, using Instagram and using Snapchat and using YouTube. Um, how do you recommend, you know, what, what should our boring businesses be using and doing and how do they know? Um, some people are like be everywhere and some people yeah. are like pick one and be really good at it. Like, so what do you advise there and for them to, to dive into all of the things? That's a really great question. And honestly, it really depends on who their target audience is, right? Um, for someone like, let's say, a CPA, you probably might not get majority of your message out there as well as a call to action out there on Snapchat, right? Just knowing who the demographics are in each one of the platforms. So I would say like for for the list of, of occupations that you had sent over to me, like the lawyers, the CPAs, the accountants, the dentists, all that good stuff, I would say definitely take advantage of Facebook. And the reason for that is because it's because there's 1.67 billion Facebook users on there. And you know that Facebook is already behemoth in the sense that it gives you a very robust advertising platform. So what that means is you could drill into your specific target audience based off of their interest, right? Mm -hmm. So leverage that, take advantage of that, go where people are already hanging out with and having conversations and posting those questions. And Facebook is definitely going to be helpful there for you. I think even beyond that, I love Facebook as a tool because it allows a lot of like local businesses to hone in on their area. Like I think 1.6 billion is like a great fact, and that this is like that's how many people are are using the tool and that are on it and have accounts. Um, but at the same time, it's like yeah, but how is the restaurant that only really caters to the five mile radius around him going to benefit from that? And I'm right there with you with like the the power of of um of Facebook ads and, and being able to target who they want. I also think it's important with the different platforms knowing like the demographics and who you're talking to. You yes. know, I think that like a 
you know, uh, an insurance guy who caters to an AARP crowd is not going to want to do the same thing as like a young lawyer out of school hustling his new practice. I feel like not only would the messaging be like totally polar opposite, but who they're talking to and where those people are talking are going to be different. Yeah. And not, not to mention the fact that if you already have your email list, right, Desiree, you could actually go ahead and upload that audience into Facebook ads as a custom audience. And you could do a lookalike audience off of that. There's just so much that you could do with Facebook and plus Facebook owns Instagram. So, and you've heard about this, right? Like where if people engage on your Instagram post, you can now target them through your Facebook ads. Brilliant. Mind blowing. Yeah. I saw that. It's also even beyond that. If you have your Facebook page linked to a Instagram account, like the notifications will show up on the Facebook page now. So you can like yeah. comment back and respond on Facebook. I saw that the other day and I'm like, that's awesome. I know. They're trying to make it like this all in one platform. It's just your one, your one ring to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd references. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, no, it really is. And I think that it's just, I think Facebook's really just like understanding their vertical and they're like, this is where people socialize and they're finally giving, I think, good power to, um, page owners and stuff like I loved also what they rolled out for groups too with like scheduling and all that kind of stuff so like I yeah there's just so many things that are going on they're doing right so and yeah it's all about community now that's for sure yeah you know exactly and you know I was talking in another podcast with somebody about the importance of community and being relatable and connecting with people and it's just it's so true and I, I know I live that every single day in my business and in my personal life I literally live on the other side of the world. And the only reason I was able to accomplish getting here and and managing life here is by being a part of my local military spouse's community here. And I'm also able to use social media to still run my business that is in the States and uh, connect with my family and all of you. So it's almost like even though I'm 16 to 13 hours in the future for some people, I'm still able to stay relevant and connected and on top of what's going on. So it's good. Yeah. We build our communities and it's okay for us to, to talk to them about what we do and how we can help them. I think people just get a little hung up on, on it. I think that you said the right thing with the generation and all that kind of stuff. So, so any other final thoughts or words of wisdom or for Facebook live? Go do it. You know what? It's, it's on the, it's on the cutting edge right now. And if you go ahead and you jump in right now, you could be the Netflix for your industry. If you sit back and you don't participate, you might just actually end up being the blockbuster for your company, right? Like you need to be there in a way because consumer behavior is shifting. And so you're either going to be there when they need you and you're going to be found, or you're going to turn into the yellow pages. So you get to kind of choose where you want to be with your business. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is, Get on it now before it's oversaturated and you, you've missed your opportunity. And it's funny, it's so interesting that even still businesses are not doing it because we've been, we marketers have been talking about the importance of video since last year. So Oh, forever, like, yeah. It's like, come on, guys. But at the same time, I'm, I still set up brand new Facebook pages and Twitter accounts for people all the time. So it's like I'm sorry, right? <laughs> So, yeah, it's just, again, it's it's a generational thing. It's a mindset thing, and they'll get it. They'll get it. 
All right. So how can people connect with you? How can people find you, learn from you? Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? You could go ahead and you could check me out at heystephanie.com. And that has everything, all of my nuggets, my freebies over there. And if you want to learn more about Captivate, Convince, and Convert, the only online interactive course that teaches you how to create a Facebook live show, um, go ahead and head over to heystephanie.com slash I want in. And that will give you everything. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Stephanie. It was awesome. I have a feeling this is the start of a beautiful friendship. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You have a great day. Thank you so much for your time. And See you guys later. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All-in-One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.